Hello. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. So I have it on speakerphone. Is should I do the you know put it to my ear or speakerphone? Okay. Oh, speakerphone is fine. Okay. Good. Because I can hear you nice, loud, and clear. And I'm setting up the the video, but. Okay, I'm getting to that right now. All right, but while you're getting to that, we're going to start our podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Friday. I'm so excited that you can join us today um, at Talk It With Key. I'm going to go ahead and start with prayer um, as we normally do. So let's go. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today for a new day, God. I thank you for all the listeners, God. I ask that you bless them, Lord, and whatever's on their heart, Lord, that you speak to, speak to them today, God. I ask, Lord, that you bless all of the uh, listeners, Lord, anything that they have going on, God, that you allow them to know that you are there with them, God, and that they can get through anything as long as you are present, God, and as long as they have a relationship with you, God. I ask, Father God, that you bless this podcast today, Lord, as we uh, get prepared for our conversation, Lord. I ask that you bless our guest today, God. And that you give her the strength, Lord, and give her the uh, ability to, you know, say what she needs to say, God. We are very grateful for her today, Lord, and we just ask that you bless her life, God. We thank you for this podcast, Lord, and we ask that you bless the conversation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, and we're going to go ahead with our affirmation. actually sorry we're gonna go ahead with our scripture (laughs) so the scripture for today is Matthew 25 14 30 and this scripture is basically around business entrepreneurship and it helps you know God always has something to say about everything that we do so here we go Matthew 25 14 30 for the kingdom of heaven is a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Then we'll go to our next one, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. May the Lord a blessing to his reading and his word. All right, all right, all right. We're going to go to our lovely affirmations and I hope everybody is doing good out there today. It is Friday, which means we made it to the end of the weekend. So we know God is definitely good. And um, these affirmations help us to just love on ourselves and give ourselves some inspiration and positivity. So let's get into our affirmations. I am business savvy. Remember I said, breathe it out, breathe it out, feel good about it and just uh, love on yourself when you're saying these affirmations. I am accomplishing my goals. I am valuable. I am capable of achieving greatness. I enjoy interacting with my clients. If you don't have clients, others. And last one, I enjoy
and life. And that will conclude our affirmations. I hope you're feeling positive and ready for our conversation today. You know, we've been talking about goals for the last couple episodes and how to start and how to get our goals, uh, you know, after we start, how to continue navigating our goals and, and seeing them through. So today I asked Natasha Bray to come and talk to us about all things business and Natasha is a multi-entrepreneur. She has led many projects. She's in corporate America and also in the technology space. Natasha has had many businesses that she can kind of give us a little insight on. And I just thought it would be uh, very positive to have Natasha to give us some, some gems and, and give us some uh, inspiration this morning. So Natasha, we thank you so much for joining us at Talk It With Key. And um, we would just like to hear and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. I am so excited. I'm so excited to be on Talk It Out with Key. I'm so grateful for you. I, I thank you for inviting me as your first guest. I, I'm on my way. Okay. That's right. Um, <laughs> I am. I just, I'm, I'm excited. So thank you the introduction. Um, so as you mentioned, um, certainly a serial entrepreneur um, and has been at it for a while now um, with also just, you know, managing the, the, the daily grind of corporate America as well. So, um, so it's definitely been a journey and I'm happy to talk and and share any insight and gems, um, uh, you know, learning lessons and and things like that um, that have occurred along the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, you know, a few questions. Of course, you know that's how this goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay, so our first question is. Um, what do you what do you do in your free time? Oh, um, so I don't really get free time. Um, but you know, as a mom to a toddler and a wife and the serial entrepreneurship, um, the free time isn't often but it's um appreciated when i do have it so in my free time i'm still not even sitting still i'm trying to um figure out ways to whether it be strengthen my business or um you know do activities with my daughter um you know, it's it's always something to do, but I try to make sure that that free time is spent doing something constructive. And I've grown up, um, you know, with that in mind that whatever you do, make sure it's constructive. Um, and so, but when I do have a, you know, an hour or two here and there, I watch crime docs. <laughs> okay, because she loves that. <laughs> Don't ever be anywhere with her, okay? Because she is tuned all the way in. So, <laughs> yes, we know, we know. So, thank you for sharing. <laughs> thank you for sharing that with us, okay? Because we know how parenthood is. It's very uh, it takes a lot. Exactly. You, hear, you always hear my son. <laughs> exactly. They want a lot of your time. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's get into when growing up, who is the most influential person in your life and why? So I have a number, thankfully there were a number of influence that I had. Um, of course, my mom for many obvious reasons, um, there are definitely gems that she instilled in me, both of my grandmothers, um, maternal and paternal, um, for a number of reasons as well. But I'd say when it comes to uh, business, mindset it was certainly my grandfather and there are 
you know, a number of examples of the lessons taught by him when it comes to um, entrepreneurship and just even, you know, successing or succeeding in life. Um you know, there are a number of stories and, and I'll say that I, I think my entrepreneurial journey started um, because of him. And a story I have is, you know, so in the summer times, my cousin and I would often be at our grandparents' house and, um, you know, we would have the weekends off, of course, you know, and and of course, even just the summers. And I remember my grandfather would always just be like, OK, yes, it's Saturday. But before you guys go outside and play, do these math problems, you know, so we always had to do like half an hour of math problems, whatever. I hated math. I didn't appreciate it at the time, but certainly appreciate it now as an adult. But um you know we would also often ask for toys can we go to toys r us can we get this can we get that and he'd take us but it would always have to be something that was educational so most times we were buying robots and building them you know and making that fun because he always wanted our brains to be going and thinking but i do remember this one particular um summer I was about nine my cousin he was eight he had a birthday coming up and I'm like it would be so fun if we had that super slip and slide oh, and <laughs> remember the slip and slide oh, back they, then? Yes, they do them too they do them today too <laughs> okay so it was like just coming out but it had like a new fancier one that was rolled that had just rolled out and we needed that and my cousin his name is Jamal and I'm like your birthday's coming up next week like we need to be on that Mm -hmm. and so we asked my grandfather can we get the slip and slide he's like okay how much money do you guys got you know (laughs) we got our little piggy banks together we had like three dollars and fifty cents so he's like yeah you guys need some money and you know and I'll help match that and get your slip and slide and um I remember thinking like we got to do something I need to be on that slip and slide this summer we don't have any money so the next day I just thought about it. I'm like, I'm just going to have a garage sale. And I didn't tell Jamal. I didn't tell my grandparents. And it's their house. But I told all the neighborhood kids, we're having a garage sale. I took all of my cousin's toys, his WrestleMania, you know, G.I. Joe, lined them all up, told the neighborhood about it, which was mostly boys. And everyone came with their piggy banks. And, you know, literally we're counting pennies. Of course, my cousin cried. He had all his toys out there that I was selling along with mine, but he saw the bigger picture. We needed that slip and slide. So so I racked up. I want to say I probably made like $15 or something, you know, with all the neighborhood kids, right? And took it to my grandfather. Like, now we have $15. And so my grandfather's like, okay, I'll match it. Let's go to Toys R Us. And we got the slip and slide, you know? And so, but from that, and I was only about nine. And so, but that taught me like, you want something, you got to work for it a bit. And again, use your creative juices. You're, you're, you know, use creative mind and try to come up, figure out a way to make it happen. And, you know, nine years later, he pretty much did the same thing when I wanted a a car, you know, he's like, save up a thousand dollars, I'll match it, you know, and even though he didn't match, he didn't purchase the car because his whole, his whole thought was, I'm just going to get her to save her money, but I'm going to give her my car at the end of this without me knowing, but it had me very focused for about nine months in saving. And it also taught me the concept of matching, which is what, you know, our, our employers do now when it comes to, you know, life insurance and things like that in our 401ks and, you know, things. So, um, that matching concept came early. So I would have to say when it comes to, um, that mindset of, you know, um, entrepreneurship and just operating in the corporate world it would be the gems that my grandfather instilled in me wow that that's actually amazing especially when you're only nine you're already like look we gotta get this (laughs) we gotta get this money okay we it's summertime we need to be on that slip and slide 
that's amazing. So from that experience, do you feel that you had to, you know, think of a way to make something like that happen, like in your adult life with uh, any of your businesses? Like as far as think of a way like, oh, we got to we got to make this happen. And how if so, how did you do that? So um, even like with business and in professional life, you always want to supplement the income some kind of way. So, you know, in businesses, you know, oftentimes folks are, um, you know, selling additional items or additional services, I should say, with their business. So um, when I started, you know, my first couple of businesses, of course, I thought of ways to, it's like, okay, I'm generating income this main way or this main service that I'm providing, but what additional services can I provide that not only the people may want, but will also bring me additional revenue? So certainly you just kind of, um, you definitely just got to kind of like get to the notebook and just start thinking of ideas. And sometimes it comes rather easily because oftentimes, especially your clients, they'll tell you what they want that you don't have. And when you get enough folks who are giving you the same suggestions, you're like, okay, this is a service that I should add um, to, to my business and offer folks. And, um, and, you know, for me, um, all of those additional services that I decided to add were successful to the business. All right. All right. So we are back. Um, just a little technical issue, but we are back at it like we never left. Okay. All right. <laughs> So here we go, getting back into it. Um, so thank you for sharing that, Natasha. That was very interesting. I think at nine, that is excellent. Um, obviously, you already had a business mind. And um, now we understand why you're successful and still continuing with your uh, entrepreneur spirit. So thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. Um, if there was one thing you could tell your younger self when you first started on your journey, uh, what would it be? Um, I'd say when I first started on my business journey or just professional in life or professional and life, period. Okay. I'd say that from for, for different areas. Like so prior to going into college, I'd say make sure you look into all scholarships and grants and, you know, don't rely so much on loans. And, you know, I, ha I definitely had a mix of them, but I would have probably worked a little harder to, you know, apply for scholarships and things like that. I would have also done internships. Um, I, I had a uh, a banking job from the time I was 17, which helped me. But I think once I got to college, I should have um, taken advantage of the um, internship opportunities in information technology. Now, although it didn't take me long to get into the information technology world and kind of, um, you know, climb up the ranks there, um, I think that it would have been even quicker had I had some internships and, you know, when I was, you know, just graduating college, I would have had that under my, under my belt. Um, but that it, it wasn't really a hard struggle there, but, um, when you're graduating college and you're applying for all these places and they're like, well, we need more experience. We need experience. And you're like, well, I just graduated school. How am I supposed to get experience and no one's hiring me? And that's when internships come. Um, so I would have definitely told my younger self, do what you need to do um, to find out about these internship, you know, opportunities. Um, and I think in the business, um, my business journey, 
Um, I, I feel that I prepared as much as I could and some things you just can't prepare for some things that happen, you know, they just happen, you know, whether you feel prepared or not. And so you just have to know how to pivot. And so that would be my advice to my younger self, um, starting off in the entrepreneurial journey is you know, entrepreneurship is not a straight road. You know, there's twists and turns, ups and downs. And also it's very lonely because not everyone can understand why you decided to start this business or this journey. Um, they don't see that and you don't expect them to understand because this vision wasn't for them. It was for you. Um, so you have to know that maybe you only understand the goals and the missions of, of your business. Um, and also to prepare, I would say, I would have told myself, prepare yourself also to know that your greatest support is going to come from people you do not know. Mm -hmm. Don't have an expectation for family and friends to support you in things that you're doing right. um, because they're not going to always get it and it may hurt and it may sting and you may have this expectation for them to support you in all of your endeavors because they're family. But at the end of the day, they're, you know their people with their own interests and, and things like that. Um, but, but your greatest support will come from outside of that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And if someone was trying to start a business like, uh, and someone, you know, they didn't know where to go or you were mentoring them, what would be the first, uh, three things you would tell them to do? Oh, the first three things. Um, I know that, I, I think they should ask themselves the question, are you doing this for money alone to hurry up and get rich? Or are you doing this because your heart is really in it and, and you're into providing this particular, you know, product or service? And if it's okay for the answer, I feel to be both. But if the answer is definitely going to be, well, it's about the money. Um, and it's something that you're not interested in and something that you really have to sit and learn and spend extensive hours to learn about, I would definitely say, you know, just reconsider it, not necessarily give it up, but reconsider it. But we know that oftentimes people get into certain businesses because um, they think they're going to get rich overnight. And business isn't like that. For some people that, you know, I think those are anomalies. Like for some people that may happen. They just happen to, you know, uh, find an interest in, you know, the, the, the current trending thing. Or maybe they were ahead of their times in, in developing something. Um, and success happened for them overnight. But for most others, it's going to take some time to see the return on your investment and to see the profit. Um, so if you're expecting to make, you know, $500,000 in revenue or a million dollars within, you know, 10 months or a year or, you know, what have you, um, you may want to re, you know, rethink it. So that, that's that's one thing. Just really think about why you're starting it. The second thing would be, and I know a lot of people shy away from this, is I think a business plan is still very, very important um, nowadays to um, draft something. And like I tell people all the time, it's a living, breathing document. Just because you drafted a business plan doesn't mean that you can never change it and make updates. Your business plan doesn't have to be 20 pages long. It could start off as two pages long, but you have bulleted like, you know, the, the key points of how your business is going to operate. You know, um, what are who are the what are the roles? What's your demographic? You know, do some market analysis um, on it because it, it kind of holds you accountable, but it also just gives you that that road plan like you need to or roadmap. You need to know how are you going to get the return on your investment? How are you going to profit? And a business plan oftentimes will um, lay that out when you document what you expect to make in year one and year two. And it gives you um, it gives you that guideline and it gives you 
it helps you remain accountable, I, I think. Um, also, if you decide to have investors or um, get loans from the bank and things like that, sometimes those folks want to see what does your business plan look like? Like, how am I going to get paid? <laughs> how am I going to get paid back? Are you going to be able to afford to pay me back? Let me see what your business plan is looking like. Right. Um, so I would say that. And um, I'd also say if it's a business that you are fairly new to or an industry you're fairly new to um, and you're just starting out, think about who you can have as an advisory board. I think that um, an advisory board is helpful because you're, you're not an expert in all things, you know? So if you have a store or what have you, you're not going to be necessarily a human resources expert. I mean, you would. Right. <laughs> you know, Miss right. Kitty, because of your background, but a lot of people wouldn't, and they may not necessarily be a financial expert as well. So we need to know: Do you have people to do your books? You know, um, do you have people to uh, give you guidelines and tips on um, human resource management? Um, and then, do you just have a mentor um, who's in that industry um, that? D- does not mind um, sharing, you know, um, tips with you and and gems and guiding you um, along the way. So, yeah. And then we're going to just flip it a little bit because you're also an executive uh, in corporate America and as a black woman, okay, in that phase of technology, give uh, a younger person starting out or wanting to be in your field um, like some tools and tips of, you know, one, how to navigate through, you know, their career to get to that point. And two, um, I guess like if they, if there's any obstacles to, to, to get into it, how do they overcome it? Okay. Um, I think that, yeah, tech and being a woman in tech um, is definitely definitely can be challenging. Um, I wouldn't say right now it's challenging for me because I'm considered, I guess, like you know, a little more seasoned. But in the beginning, it was being black, being a woman, and um, being young in in tech. Um, But I used it also to my advantage because even though I was oftentimes the only black young woman in the room at the table holding these meetings and things like that, um, I knew that I stood out. So I knew that I still needed to put, you know, my best foot forward, whatever that looked like. And I think early on, it certainly... Uh, it certainly helped because, you know, my peers and my managers saw that. And very early on in my career, I was being promoted often. I was being asked to come start up um, departments and projects from, you know, from outside of my lines of um, business or my department. Um, So clearly these folks saw something in me. And I think it is because I stood out a little bit. So they paid a bit more attention. But what I also did in those earlier years is I'm in tech, but I'm more in like systems development um, back then. Now I'm more in in risk and governance and controls when it comes to technology. Um, but, but, But back then I knew that I wasn't like a programmer or mainframe coder or anything like that. I was more into the architecture of the system, how it's going to flow in the back end and administrative, um, administrative functions and things like that. But what I did do is I still went and got a certificate like Microsoft Certified Systems Administrator um, to be able to understand the conversation when folks are being real techie and using that tech jargon at the table. Um, So I just made sure that I educated myself a bit. Um, I also did read books like Lean In and things like that when it talked about gender differences and basically, you know, how to overcome them and 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 climb up in corporate America. And 
I also remember, and I, I have a story when you talk about like obstacles, and I feel like earlier on in my career, um, not understanding how, you know, conflict mm-hmm. works in in corporate America. I remember again being in the room, the only black one, the young one, um, and being in this room with older white men and uh my voice kind of being washed out a bit and or them not necessarily um providing their deliverables on time that they knew that I needed and things like that um so I remember going out of one of the meetings where two of these executives pissed me off I was mad Okay. I was mad. I'm like, you know that I needed this information for this meeting. And they were just kind of like, oh, well, we forgot. We'll get to you next week or, you know, whatever it was that they said. Um, And I felt some kind of way. And I remember I was young. I was probably like 24 or something like 25. And I remember the next day seeing both of them like in the hallway and they're just like, hey, good morning, Natasha, you know, waving and smiling. And, And I got the screw face and I'm like, what you speaking to me for? Like, I'm still mad about yesterday. Right. You know, like, I'm not your friend. Like, I'm still mad. And I remember being upset and not understanding why they were speaking with to me with just a hi as if, and, and smile, big old smile. How's your morning going? You know, I don't want to talk to you. Right. And I remember going to my manager and it bothered me so much. I said something to her. I'm like, do you see how they acted in that meeting yesterday? And then they had a nerve to speak to me this morning. And she was an older woman. And she said, you know, Natasha, what you have to understand is, you know, in business, you cannot take these things personally. You know, it's all about just kind of like the bigger picture and getting things done. And men will ignore those things. Like they'll be over it within minutes. I understand we're women and we're holding on to it, you know, but you have to let that go and not take things personally. They're not personally attacking you. They don't, it's not that they personally don't like you, you know, like this is just how they operate. And, um, you know, that really stuck with me. And from that day on, I just, I, I kind of did the same, you know, right. you know, because at the end of the day, it's, it's about producing and it's about getting things done and holding people accountable to make sure that they're delivering and you're delivering. It's nothing personal. It's just that we all have a job to do. Right. right. So I, I definitely say that. And I definitely. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. And um, you're one of them, of course. Thank you. You know, I just try to keep it professional. Okay. I think the last part we we missed just a little bit, tad bit, because we're having technical issues. (laughs) Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and you're giving us some really good information. I really appreciate it. And thank you for being patient while we're recording. And, you know, the recording is... <laughs> I mean, it's technology. <laughs> Things happen. But we just got to keep rolling with the punches. That's true. And you would be the one to understand it. <laughs> All day. <laughs> so that is perfect. Okay, so... Uh, was just a few more questions. Um, was there ever a time that you failed, and uh, what did your failure teach you? Hmm. I think um, we all have like personal, internal expectations we set for ourselves, and again, it's they don't always happen how we want them to happen. You know, the results are not always what we intended. Um, 
and that's fine. So I've learned also just kind of just how my personality is, is not to be too hard on myself. You know, so of course there were times that I failed where folks wouldn't have noticed that, but these are my own internal goals that I had set for myself that I may not necessarily have shared. And some people I can hold events or run the business or whatever, and they don't know what happened prior to turning on the open sign or prior to, you know, opening the doors to an event. there there are things so you have these mini failures oftentimes um but again like i said you just kind of gotta roll with it and pivot you know we've all learned the importance of pivoting when it came to covid and dealing with the 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 pandemic and we had to find new ways to go about to go about things, new ways to go about working or attending church or um, whatever it was. So there were definitely um, failures, but but thankfully they weren't enough for me to even keep in my mental space. You right. know, it's just that I just had to recover and and keep going. There weren't any like huge financial failures, thank God. And again, I think I have um you know the the guidance of my grandfather from back then um where it talked about the where he talked about the importance of savings and um things like that and always saving for a rainy day or you know when something just doesn't happen right you know um so again i i think you have to expect the failure and if it doesn't happen, if everything's a success, then you just be through the moon and overly excited. But I think that you just have to mentally prepare for if something doesn't go your way and know that it's okay. It's all about how you recover, you know? You just keep on, it's like someone performing on stage and fall, Beyonce or you know, whoever it may be. They just get up and keep on going. And so that's that's the mindset you have to have, I think, um, to to remain successful. Thank you, because that was going to bring me to my next thing. I know we have some listeners that probably started a business and maybe got stuck on it or, you know, maybe contemplating if that is, you know, for them. So what kind of encouragement you would would you give them or provide to them as an entrepreneur? for someone starting a business, but, you know, um, continuing, like to continue on. So you just, you really just have to have like the stick to it is mindset to just keep going, to understand that success is not going to happen overnight and not to be in, not to be discouraged by naysayers because there will be a lot. You know, I remember, um, I want to say for the first two of my businesses. So I have, you know, I started off with a consignment boutique. Um, so I had that my plan, even in my business plan was to have it for five years and sell it. I knew that that wasn't something I wanted to retire with. I just knew that I enjoyed, um, finding deals at consignment shops and I thought, well, Hey, others might enjoy it too, but I knew that I didn't want to make this an everlasting thing. So I know that there were, you know, folks that were like, Oh, well, who's going to want to buy secondhand or why would you charge this amount because it was a luxury consignment boutique so we sold you know a lot of the european designers and things like that so it wasn't goodwill can you hear me no i can hear you i was wondering if our video going to end you see it it says less than one minute oh <laughs> but anyway, oh i do Sorry. <laughs> I did. Um, so, but it's good to see you, even if I see you only for another minute. Okay. Yeah. So there, you know, there were folks who, you know, talked about that. And then when I started New Jersey Black Businesses, I remember folks, even family members saying, you know, well, who's you know who's trying to support black businesses Mm -hmm. 
and, the, and these are black people themselves. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who, like who you think somebody's just going to go to your site or you think someone's just going to, you know, travel here or there because, you know, they're black owned business. I said, well, I do. Mm-hmm. And and that was the reason. And, and, you know, and what prompted me to start that is because when I had the consignment shop, there were people who specifically shopped with me because I was a black owned business and I was not afraid to admit it. You know, back then, people were still afraid to say who the owner of the business was mm-hmm. because they thought that if it was a black face, you weren't going to get the support. I never cared. You're going to either right. support me or not. You know, and so and there were people that shopped with me specifically because I was a black owned business. And this is people from all walks of life. There were people, you know, you know, I had white women, black women, Hispanic, whoever, you know, everyone shopped. Um, So I knew I'm like, wow, so there's really a market for this. There are people who, you know, seek out black owned businesses. And I know I do. So what I just started as a hobby when I started New Jersey Black Businesses, it was really just a hobby of, hey, guys, I went to this black owned shop, check them out. And I just started it on the page. And as it grew, um, folks started asking me about events and workshops and, you know, things like that. So it probably took me almost two years to even get that started. But there was a market for it because, again, like I mentioned earlier, um, people will tell you what they want from you or from your business or your movement because it really just started off as as a movement um whereas now people are proud and they're you know because of all that you know has been going on over the last several years people are very proud to say that they're a minority owned or black owned business um and they specifically want to support black owned businesses whereas it wasn't that popular um when i started but I, I, like I say that to say that there will be naysayers, but you just have to have the stick to itness to know that and, and to say, well, this is what I want. You know, this is a passion of mine. This is always something that I wanted to do. And as long as you have enough um, motivation, you know, you may not have enough motivation. So you have to find ways to motivate yourself and think about why you started and who are you serving and is there a need for it? Um, I, I think that will motivate you to just kind of, you know, keep going, you know, and, and keep moving with it. Whereas the other two businesses I had, um, which is real estate and the small business consulting firm, um, that I don't know it was just it was just a little different like even with that um, I had many family and friends supporting that's mostly where my business comes from um, is family and friends whereas the first the earlier two businesses most of the support comes from folks I don't know Um, so I'd say just don't have these um, unrealistic expectations in people that you think are supposed to support you Um, Don't have these unexpected or these um, unrealistic, I should say, um, expectations on what you're supposed to be making your first six months in business. Like really do your research and, um, you know, see if the business that you're trying to start is is worth it for you and i think again back to the business plan i think having the business plan having um a number of mentors and an advisory board for your business will definitely help um with the um sustainability of your business and um and success thank you and that is definitely some useful information that our listeners can you know take and apply it to uh, them starting their business or them uh, dealing with obstacles while uh, having a business and also starting with faith and really not worrying about um, who's accepting you, who's not just knowing Mm -hmm. that on your journey and on your path to uh, succeed because you believe in what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. you, I I really appreciate it. And I'm just going to ask you a few more questions. So what was the greatest compliment you ever received? Oh, um, in life, yeah. <laughs> you can pick life, business, whatever. You want. <laughs> the greatest compliment, I think, um, it it has to be 
when people just compliment my character and people feel that they can rely on me and when people tell me that you're so warming your your heart is so pure or your energy is so warming i feel so comfortable with coming to you and sharing this or you know whatever i think when i get compliments like that that talk to that speak to um the person i am based on how i was raised by you know mom dad grandparents you know those people are all are all you know all instilled little parts um to help me and to help you know build the person i am today and you know my character and things like that so when i get those type of compliments i like that i really I I I take that because it's also complimenting the folks who raised me as well, you know. So I um I I think those are the greatest compliments um to me that I that I get. That me that means something to me. Excellent. Excellent. And the last question is how do you want to be remembered? Hmm. Yeah, I ain't really trying to think about that because I'm still trying to live for another hundred years. But you know what I mean? How do you want to be remembered? It could even be people. People answer that question, then you don't see them in another week. Okay. Um, (laughs) Well, it could be. No, I get you. I get you. How? How would I remember? Um. I think to kind of even just piggyback off of what I just said, just, you know, truly remembered for um, the person I am inside that shows on the outside that people see. Um, I want to be remembered as, uh, you know, someone who just cared about her family and friends, someone who had a great worth ethic. Um, someone who had great business acumen. Um, I think all of the things that make me who I am today, whether it be, you know, mom, wife, daughter, granddaughter, friend, sister, you know, cousin, uh, coworker, uh, boss, you know, all of those things. I'd like people to kind of like take something um, out of it from their own personal relationships with me and just truly, um, how could I say this? I guess appreciate isn't really the word, but but some way just appreciate the relationships that we build because, you know, it says something when you have these great relationships with your family and you have these long relationships with your friends. And so when you have these long relationships, especially with your friends or your coworkers or um, the people who, uh, you know, work for you, when you have these long standing relationships with them, it does say something about me and my character. And I I would like for people to um, just remember what that feels like. Remember what it feels like to, you know, go to Natasha for this or um, support Natasha in that or, uh, you know, me and Natasha were here for each other when it came to this or that. Like, I I think um, those are the things that I'd like folks to um, remember me by really just the, the the happy times you know when I made them feel wonderful or they made me feel wonderful you know yeah. just remember that because that's that that would all that's all that really matters at the end of the day I mean when I'm out of here nobody's gonna be like nobody who knew me is gonna be like oh she was at this or she was at that I mean I would hope not <laughs> You know, you never know, okay? Because that's another thing. You have people that'll support you and smile in your face. Meanwhile, they're praying for your failure. You know, you just you never know. And I don't think I have those people in my life. I, I I'm pretty sure I don't. But somebody speak up now. Let's talk this through. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but when I, right. done, I did, when I identify these folks, I filter them out and purge quick fast and don't think nothing of it. Oh, we know. So, <laughs> I, I really want to thank you, Natasha, for joining the podcast today. I also wanted to uh, mention that, you know, I feel that you are an inspiration to all a powerhouse. As a young child, you dealt with a prominent, you know, illness and you overcame mm-hmm. that. And we know who you are today. Mm-hmm. So that, that has a lot to do with, um, you know, your journey and how you uh, view things and tolerate things. And so... I think that you are inspiration to all and especially to children that are going through anything that, um, you know, that are threatening their life because you went through mm-hmm. a very tragedy um, time in your, uh, in your young uh, teenage um, mm-hmm. life. So we just thank you, thankful to God that he still, you know, has you uh, doing some great things and inspiring people, even though you had a story that was uh, life threatening, you know, so. Mm-hmm thankful for you and we're happy Uh to um, spread some life to others and give them inspiration on starting a business or being in the corporate uh, world as a black woman and we're just happy that you were able to take time out to communicate with us today so thank you of course and let me just say I appreciate you and and thank you for that thank you for saying that that means a lot to me thank you for the introduction thank you for the platform um thank you for even starting this podcast which you know that I am you you know your number one fan I will argue that with anyone okay um I you know I know along with you know Jose okay (laughs) but um but I love it and I am just so excited to see how this journey where it goes you know because the sky is the limit and um I just I just love the messages that you produce multiple times a week and it definitely uh fuels my soul and gets me started for the week and the weekend um so I I appreciate you and thanks for inviting me on and I hope that everyone who is listening got something out of it um you know thank you guys for you know hearing me run my mouth a little bit that's right because she is a black woman fierce and a powerhouse okay oh thank you girl we thank you and thank you podcast listeners we appreciate you guys for allowing us to serve one more time we hope that you understand that you know starting a business isn't easy but it's something that you can certainly do and so we just wanted to drop some gems and this is helping you along with the few episodes that we talked about before as far as goals so please listen into the podcast and get some gems from Natasha and we thank you again Natasha and we hope everybody has a fantastic weekend we love you uh, God loves you and God bless